Good morning, brothers and sisters. My sermon title is Made in His Image. We should note that in the beginning, we know where we came from. We were created. The Hebrew used word used for created is bara. This word literally means created out of nothing. But this doesn't just mean us. It means the entire universe. We, didn't, we read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, that all things visible and invisible were created by God. Furthermore, John chapter 1, verse 3 says, nothing was made without him. God is eternal. And in Psalm 90, verse 2, it tells us that God existed before the universe even came into existence and was created. Despite our scientific and astrological advances, we can see quite clearly what was made. But what remains for us as humans is how it was made. God ordained it. He spoke it into existence with his will in his, in his mouth. According to Psalm chapter 8, verse 3, he also used his wisdom in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 15. Creation is so amazing that we don't even understand how it was made. And we can't really explain it. But Psalm 136, verse 5, says God again made the universe and everything in it. Apparently, he used dark matter to create it. Dark matter has no mass doesn't have any substance, and doesn't reflect any light or shine. Dark matter seems to be the glue that, that holds the entire universe together. But at the same time, it's expanding and stretching our universe into outer space. It's endless. Just as it says in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 15. Until further, our further understanding is gained, dark matter really remains a very good working hypothesis. Pardon us. We're going to sing again at the, end of this, at, at the end of my sermon. I love the quote of British anthropologist Christopher Stringer. He said something that was so clever and true. He said, the study of human origin seems to be one in which each discovery raises the debate to a more sophisticated level and uncertainty. This is uncomfortable, uncomfortable reality, except for those of us with faith. I can boil creation down to three words. God did it. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created man. Male and female, he created them. question a lot of people ask, and I always have asked, is who am I? This question's been around for as long as mankind has. I would propose that Adam and Eve actually asked this question and didn't know exactly who they were, so they went to the the forbidden tree to gain the knowledge of death. 
just because they didn't know it and they wanted to. Because they did that, we all know about death. I'll put forward they didn't know or understand the role. This is the same for all of us at some point. They ate the forbidden fruit because they felt the need to know more. We often want to know more. But since we aren't always successful in our quest for knowledge, we will try extreme things to, to try and gain it. And then when we learn it, we take pride in what we know. That's very common in the upper levels and the educational community. The thing about getting to know what you do is people inadvertently, I would say, place their self-value in what they know about their job and their hobbies. For instance, when I was in the service and I repaired automated weapon systems, I took pride in that. When there was a malfunction in the, in the weapon system and other, couldn't, other people couldn't find it, and they called me, that was a source of pride. It's like, I can do it. And I'd go in and we'd work something out and get the, get the system fixed. And then I felt the same way when I maintained and repaired office equipment. Currently, I kind of take some pride when there's, a, when there's an issue at the retail store I work at and my coworkers can't find a solution for the product or, or the guests. That's their shopping. My own personal value is related to what I've done and where I've been. And it made up a big portion of who I was. It reveals no insight in who I, who I am, but it, it did reveal a little bit of who I was. Age, occupation, hobbies are only identifying aspects, like I said. Again, I like to say, it's not who you are, but whose you are. After all, Christians, their whose is bigger than anybody else's because they have the personal beloved children of the all-knowing all eternal God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, let, make, let us make man in, in, my own, in, us, in our own image. He didn't say, let me make man in my image. And I say that that verse references the Trinity because us is plural. We are distinct from other life forms on earth, obviously, because of our moral, intellectual, and spiritual characters. He did this to individually make us compatible with his deity as God. He did not make us pantheistically identical to his deity. Panthe I say pantheistically because pantheism is the worship of yourself as your own God. Our intelligence and facial inspections that we use are not the only difference we have with other creatures in God's creation. We as human animals differ in personality, morality, and spirituality, like I said. 
primary aspect of defining characteristic of whose we are should be apparent and shown in everything we say and do. You, my brothers and sisters, contain holy royalty. You are a child of the eternal, most supreme God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, hints as to why we were created. The reason we were created is to operate on God's side and do good works for him. These good works are not for ourselves, they are for the sake of others and to glorify God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 reads, We are created to do good works. These works are not the means of salvation, just the result of it. Scriptures do verify that having a human body, this, plays no role in eternity. When Genesis said that God made us in his image, he was speaking spiritually, not physically. God promised us all as humans eternal life in Titus chapter 1 verse 2. Jesus took on human flesh so we can relate to God and show God's glory despite our current packaged human body. Our inner spirit is the glorious holy image we're meant to reflect to others when it says we are made in God's image. Imago die is the original Latin translated in Genesis 1. It means image of God. With those words, God asserts fatherhood to us all. He is our creator and father and wants us to view him as such. Verse 26 reminds us that we are made in his image and he, ha- he values us higher than the other animals that he created. No proper sermon would go without specifically highlighting, specifically highlighting Jesus as a savior. I would say that Jesus Christ is is a savior on three levels. He lets us stand before God as sinless with our faith in him so that when God looks at us as Christians, he doesn't see this. He sees his son when he views us. And Jesus was perfect. We are far from it. But with our faith in him, When God looks at us, he sees Jesus. The main purpose of Jesus' becoming flesh on earth and dying was so that God could live eternally inside of us. We become literal houses of the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did. God isn't up there somewhere. He's in here in all of us. Third purpose while he died on the cross was he gave us eternal life to join the Father when we graduate from this life to death. Our purpose on life, when we're here alive, is to have faith in him. Not anybody else, not anything else, but Jesus Christ, God's son. I wouldn't prefer to live one second of my life without that faith in Jesus Christ. The results wouldn't be worth it. Consider James chapter 3, verse 9. The tongue we bless our Lord with 
will curse people that are made in the likeness of God. James, James used being in the likeness or image of God in his present condition, our present condition, a body, as an argument for why we should curse or think bad about others. This is true across the board, despite others giving us a good reason to do that. We should forgive. Yes, we are created in God's image. And yes, internally through faith, we stay and remain in God's image. Another good verse saying we have been eternally, we have eternally existed and will exist eternally is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. It says that his purpose and grace were given to us before time even began. If we didn't exist before time in heaven, how would God give us anything? If he gave us his grace before he, he created this, that means we are and we're eternal. Don't miss us as individuals. We existed before the earth did. And before creation, the earth was void and without form. Isaiah chapter 44, 45, verse 18 says, Our world was created for a purpose by our Father. The universe is not just some lucky, cosmic, big bang accident. Certainly, neither are we. Related to this, the sun and the moon. The moon reflecting shines because it, it reflects the sun's light. How do we reflect Christ's light on earth? We don't shine. I don't walk into a dark room and brighten up with my presence. I like using the sun and moon. The moon shines at night in the dark black night sky because the sun reflects on, off of it. We shine with the love of Jesus for the sake of others when we shine with the love of Jesus. He's inside of us. When we do good things and say good things, well, not good, but holy things, mention holy things in front of other people, they see the Christ inside of us shining. He is shining through our radiating the words and actions of Jesus. The holy image of God internally inside of us is what separates us from all of God's creation. I would like to suggest considering John's chapter 14, verse 8. In this passage, Philip asked Jesus to show them the Father and they would be satisfied. Jesus replied, I would like to think a little bit of this with sarcasm, but it's Jesus. Have I been with you so long and you do not know me, Philip? He who has seen me, as Jesus speaking, has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am, the Father, I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. 
but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or, or else believe me for the sake of the works and miracles that I performed. Similarly, when we do or say good things in the name of Jesus, we can't and shouldn't take the credit. When you do something nice for somebody, don't take the credit. Give the credit to where it belongs and who whom it belongs. It's not right for us to do biblically holy things and take the credit. That didn't originate in our hearts, in our minds. The thought for doing it was given to us by our Holy Spirit within us. While on earth, Jesus was not only human like us, but completely Father God. We are not Jesus, but we can reflect him in our words and actions. In closing, when the Bible tells us that we are made in the image of God, we can only reflect this to others when we talk or act like Jesus did. When we replicate the words and actions of Jesus, we are fulfilling our intended role as created in the image of God. Just as Jesus was radiating his love to his Father and others, this the only radiating him is the only way we can live and operate in the image of God. It's our job, your job, my job, to prove and show Jesus Christ's image to others using the Holy Spirit within us. The only person in history able to do this perfectly, like I say, was hung on a cross to die. But everything was and made by everything in the universe, the entire universe, dark matter and all that, planets, the stars, the asteroids, the trees, the flowers, the bugs, the birds, especially us, were all made by Jesus Christ. And all things were made for his glory. Not our glory, not your boss's glory, his glory. Have a gloriously blessed day.
Good morning, brothers and sisters. The last time we did was prayers for Cindy Gregerson's mother, so please keep on with that in prayers. Mine is gonna be elaborating on what Michael had said. The lay sermon is how we are made in God's image. We start in the beginning Genesis known as Bashi in Hebrew. We are shown the creation of man and woman. He created us in his image. You may ask, how did he create us in his image since we all look, sound, think different? When he made us in his image, he gave us something special to go with that, and that is our DNA, the way he wanted us to be created. The main reason he created male and female is because he wants humans to worship and have a relationship with him, Elohim. In Psalm 19, 1-4, we see here that the heavens declare the glory of Adonai Yahweh, God. In this verse, we are shown that we are to worship Yahweh and admire all of which he created. Take a look around you. Everything you see is created by Elohim God. The animals, the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars created according to his word. When he created man, he made us over every animal. Animals do worship God, Elohim, in their own way, but what sets humans apart is we were given free will. In Jeremiah 10, 12, God and Adam and I made the earth and everything on this earth by the power of his hand and voice. It's amazing how he takes things out of what humans see and cannot see and makes into something beautiful. Before any of us were born, he spoke to each of us while in the room, and he formed us to our liking, Elohim. He made us how he wanted us to be made from our, the eyes, the hair, the mouth, the speech. He created that during the first nine months of conception. The amazing creation is the creation of man. One of the most fascinating is even though we all look similar, but we all do not, we, we all do not think and, and see things the same way, and we see things differently in perspectives. The most fascinating is the human body and brain. It is so mind-blowing to see how he took us from the dirt and how he took females and made a rib out of Adam. To this day, we are still finding out very incredible things about human life and things our bodies do. One of the many is how our brain works, lifting a hand, walking, blinking, our eyes. What commands the brain is not the human. The command is for, uh, for our brains is Adonai the Lord. In closing, I would like to say every life is a gift from God. You may think, well, Adonai, he made me by mistake. No, God created you the way he saw fit and everything about you all the way down to your DNA. Our DNA is the signature of God Elohim. The listener out there, I too struggle with this, that we are made not to compare ourselves with others, but have a relationship and worship God. The, the one last thing is God doesn't mistakes, does not make mistakes. We as humans do because we are given free will. Remember that next time you start comparing yourself to other people.